LifeWay Leadership Podcast Network. G'day, I'm Scott Sanders. Welcome to The One Thing, a podcast designed to give you one solid practical tip for gospel-centered ministry every week. Now, The One Thing is brought to you by Reach Australia. As a network, we want to see thousands of healthy, evangelistic, multiplying churches all across Australia. Uh, So if you're uh, thinking about how you can get your church healthy, uh, reach out to reachaustralia.com.au and find out more about our network and all the things that we're currently doing to see Australian churches healthy, evangelistic and multiplying. But for now, you press play on another episode of The One Thing. How often do people attend church? Now, this is uh, an issue that I guess has has raised because we're now in that sort of post-COVID world. What is the new normal? Uh, What does it look like post-COVID? What attendance should we actually expect? And so to help us think into this and talk about this, we're going to be talking with Andy Hobbs, who's the membership pastor at Salt Church in Wollongong. Andy, it's great to have you on The One Thing. Hello. Great to be here. How are you doing? So, Andy, uh, I'm keen to... Can to press into what you're seeing particularly, and then to sort of also talk about what we're seeing in the wider church as well. Uh, but in some ways, attendance and attendance at church is really that measure that is really, it's a hard count. It's an easy one to sort of keep track of. It's not subjective. You know how many bums are on seats every uh, every week. Yeah. Um, what does it look like just for salt? How do you guys measure it? How do you guys count? Is there a role? Is there a system that you use? I'm just keen to hear how you how you currently do it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, we, we're hit about 200 on a Sunday, uh, roughly, including kids. And we're at a size where we can do um, a role uh, where some, we have someone at the back. We use Albanto. And so they just go through Albanto and, and tick off all the members that are there in the room at our, at our two gatherings. So it's either staff or, or volunteers um, do that. So that's actually physically saying Andy Hobbs is there with Keris Hobbs, is there with Yep. Uh, you know, baby Hobbs, baby two Hobbs, you know, baby three Hobbs, baby four Hobbs. Yeah, yeah. Baby five right. Hobbs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so that's, uh, that, you know, that's a physical recording. What does it look like to record the newcomer that comes? Uh, so uh, I've turned up, guy with beard and four kids. Yep. Sometimes you are a guy with beard on the list and then we try and work out your name. But uh, yeah, we've, we, use, we just use a spreadsheet, like a little Google spreadsheet to keep track of visitors first timers and then that gets added to Avanto later um but uh yeah so we we do members on the sunday in straight into Avanto um visitors go into a, a google spreadsheet um and uh get added into Avanto later particularly if they filled in a connect form or something so okay so really really important for those who are listening you need to have uh some system of recording names and some way of actually measuring it and really helpful just to, you've heard andy's language just then of talking about the member and then the visitor uh, so there's sort of two ways to triage it so so what does church what does a church attend let's go sort of in, into the numbers what does a church attendance overall sort of the head count actually kind of you know look like yeah well for us at the moment the head count is looking pretty good um we're sitting at about similar to numbers to what we were pre-covid um and uh but that's a combination i think we've had people join church since lockdown people checking us out with the live stream 
people who haven't been at church for a number of years came out of lockdown, keen to join a church and found us and came along. Uh, all people moving out of Sydney and um, joined. So we've had quite a few people join and vi- started visiting church. Uh, and yet our headcount is the same as pre-COVID. So I think what's going on is, and this is what we looked into and this is what the data says, that uh, the new people are coming pretty regularly, uh, but the older members, people who used to have been at church for a number of years, are coming less regularly. And that equals out to be about the same, even though we've had so, people join. Yeah. So what is what what does regular look like? So if we were looking at like an NCLS data set, a regular attender would be someone who comes once or twice a month you know, to a church service when we'd probably go, hang on, that's not very regular. Yeah. Uh, you know, regular person's coming sort of three or four times a month. So yeah. when you say uh, re- the regularity of the member of church, what's been the change that you've seen there? Yeah, well, sure. Um, well, pre-COVID, we're about 60%. Members came about 60% of the time. Um, and, uh, well, for, for our morning congregation, was they're a bit older and a bit more mature, I think. 65% of the time, they were coming at 10 a.m. and in the afternoons, uh, 55% of the time. Um, that was pre-COVID. What's, it, what's that now? Yeah, it's now dropped about 10 to 15%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's now we're sitting at about 10 a.m. is about 50%. 5 p.m. is about 43, 45%. Um, and so, yeah, it's um, it's it's 10, 15% lower than what it was. Mm. So interesting as well, just hearing, are your 5 and 10, 10 a.m. services, are they are they pretty similar? They're both families families and kids, or is it uh, older families in the morning and, and younger families and professionals, university students in the evening? Yeah, uh, yeah, families and kids in the morning, um, and uh, we don't have a kids program in the afternoon. So the afternoon is young workers mostly. Young workers. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that's really helpful. Sort of, again, you know, you've got the data there. You've been able to see that pre-COVID and post-COVID. And you've noticed there's been a, a drop in regularity. But it was interesting to say that new members uh, or visitors who have become members more recently, mm. their regularity is a lot, a lot higher. I'm, I'm interested by that because I would have thought they're, le- they're the less mature people in church uh, yet they're coming, you know, they're coming more regularly. I think because it's new and exciting still. <laughs> um, and uh, for those who have been at church for a couple of years, there are, uh, it's just, church is just one of many things in their week. And, and uh, it's, it's taken a little bit of a backseat since COVID. Um, I think that's part yep. of what's going on as well. Uh, yeah. So, so, yeah. So what do you think is going on then for church members? What, why are they coming uh, less? I want I want us to push in a moment into sort of small group attendance, what you're seeing there. Mm. But uh, let's just stick in on church attendance at the moment. Uh, w- why are people turning up to church less regularly? Um, well, I think uh, obviously it's COVID, right? COVID's had a major disruption on a lot of things. Um, uh, people's habits have changed. Uh, people are out of the habit of coming to church every week or most weeks. Um, I think as well as that, we've got some pretty high levels of stress or kind of medium levels of stress coming out of that still. Uh, it's not just church that's been affected. It's it's lots of things. People are just less social than they used to be. Uh, people going out less regularly than they used to be. Um, people were working from home a lot more. People are very much getting used to just being at home. And I think church is suffering. Uh, there's a lot of organizations and, and things that are um, seeing less attention uh, yeah i guess less attendance um plus with the past um this year this winter particularly crazy flu season uh and so that's been a major thing as well sickness and 
and kids are sick and and all that. So I think just generally people are out of the habit. Yeah. Yeah, and it, and it's interesting uh, in terms of in terms of sort of the flu, the sickness. I think you would have turned up to church, you know, pre-COVID with the you know with the slight you know cold. You would have put out the hanky and blown your nose. Yeah. But there's this social stigma now of of coughing and uh, you know and sputtering, and you, and you 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 don't necessarily want to you know want to come to church and spread that sickness. Whereas we would have been happy to do that pre-COVID. Yeah, quite easily. That's right. And one one kid, it just takes one kid who's sick now, and the whole family stays home. Yeah. Yeah. So that's so that that is that is another interesting thing. Whereas ordinarily pre-COVID, it would have been you know the mum or the dad would have stuck back with one of the kids. Mm. Everyone else would have jumped. But now there's a you know do we all have COVID? Are we all going to pass on this sickness? There's a there's a reluctance to do that. Yeah, that's right. Now I'm interested. Do you think that's going to change? Like, do you think we're going to we're going to go back to just being okay with people getting the flu and getting a sniffle, or is that something that you think is is now a a thing? You know, we're washing our hands more. We're putting in our masks. We're being careful about how we're coughing. You know, have we seen like a real social re-engineering over the last two years? Yeah, I think I think there's been a, a change in culture, um, a change in culture, particularly to do with church attendance. Um, and I don't think we can expect that that will just change on its own. Uh, I think as church leaders, we need to be very intentional and very deliberate about changing the culture of our church if we want to see any improvement. Um, I think it's safe to say that this is the new normal, uh, what we're seeing. Um, and so if, you, if you're unhappy with that, if you want to see something different, you need to put some thought into how to change it um, and uh, work, with your, work with your teams, work with your members and um, do the work to, to bring about that culture change. Yeah, I don't think it's an easy thing. So can you tell us what's been happening with uh, small groups? What small group attendance looks like? What's the data looking like at, at SALT? Uh, well, for us, it's not too not too different. Um, I haven't talked to other churches about small groups as much, but um, it's a little bit uh, a little bit lower, but but certainly not as extreme as as we've seen on the Sundays. So people, it seems as though people are still going regularly to small group. It's just not going to church as much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and what do you think? What do you think's behind that? Uh, I think maybe it's a commitment to the people. It's a much smaller group. It's much more noticeable when you're not there. Um, uh, it's highly higher relationally. Um, and uh, I guess it's a bit easier to, to kind of be anonymous and on a Sunday. And uh, maybe you've got more things on a, on a weekend as well that you might, um, might come away, might take you away from church. Um, mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure exactly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what what's interesting in all this is is kind of our our perception as um as people. I can remember uh, Anthony Barraclough, a, a minister here in Sydney at uh, Northlight Church. Uh, he did some work on uh, on on people sort of integrating into church life, and I think from his report he he mentioned that people actually kind of self-reported their own attendance as a lot higher than their actual marked attendance in church life. So I think he. Uh, you know, from memory, talked about you know people kind of self-reported they came eighty-one percent of the time, but actually their pastors recorded they actually only came about sixty-seven percent of the time. Mm. Um, so, how do you react to to sort of that stat and those numbers and just the fact that we kind of think, oh, I've been I, I've been to church lots, but the reality is actually I've only come twice in the last month. Yeah, yeah, oh, it's true, isn't it? it, it and I think it's it's still the case now, and probably exasperated, exasperated, uh, exacerbated even further. Yeah. Um, because, uh, yeah, uh, people think that they're coming 
um, most weeks now, um, and they're probably coming half the time. People think they're coming half the time, they're coming a quarter of the time. It's yep. sort of the it's all just dropped down a level. Um, but I think there's I think it's the case now. People think they're coming to church more often than they actually are, and they're not aware of the problem. So I think that's so, the big so how are you helping people be aware of the problem? How are you how are you helping people actually, you know, or how, how are you being proactive as a church to help people uh I guess in that joining phase? Mm. Uh and then how what are you actually doing now to encourage existing members to attend more church, you know, church more frequently? Yeah, well, there's something we've always done as people join, which is help people. Um, we talk about two things as they join church. So helping people see that they should decide once to go to church, I think is helpful. So the default, I think the normal is to decide every Sunday, am I going to go to church today or not? So you get to we're, we're at church at 10 o'clock, you get to nine o'clock and you think, am I going to go to church? Uh, yes or no. And half the time you'll not go. Um, but we're rather trying to challenge people decide once, decide once, am I going to go to church every week on a Sunday morning or Sunday afternoon and make that decision and then just lock it into your calendar, decide in your head that you're going to go and uh, just, just go, just be there every week. Um, and the second thing we've tried to help people think is be intentional about church. I'm going to be at church unless blank. And what is the blank? Um, what is the thing that's going to, you're going to be at church unless something happens, work out what that thing is and be intentional about it. So you're not just making the decision each week based on other things. And so that's something we've talked about for a little while, a number of years. And that's been, so just trying to remind people of that, lock it in church is a commitment. Uh, it's a great thing to help us grow as Christians and encourage each other. Um, so that's something we've been been doing ramping that up a little bit as well so that's really helpful the person as they join you're helping them with their expectations you're helping them uh, understand you know what church is and why it's important you've really got to i guess you know sort of convert someone to that what are you what are you proactively doing to encourage people to attend church more frequently uh, yeah in, in existing members well yeah i think we're doing a number of things we've um i think realized that this is not going to fix itself so there's some things we need to actually do proactively um, and so we're doing a number of things where the next, over the next month or so, we're going to make a bunch of pastoral phone calls. So we've looked at the attendance list, um, and triaged people. So based on, um, those whose numbers are very low, who are not coming to church much at all, uh, give them a phone call, uh, check in, ask what's going on for them and how we can help them get to church more often, um, partly help them be aware of the issue that they're not coming to church very much and then try and help them through that. Um, as well as look at those whose attendance is unusual. So people who used to come regularly uh, and have not this year for various reasons, checking with them, work out what's going on. Uh, again, a phone call. Um, and so anyone whose attendance is um, under 50%, we're going to try and call, which is a lot. But um, yeah, we're going to try and uh, get some mem mature members as well to help out with that. So it's not just staff doing all the phone calls. So that's probably one thing we're going to talk about the issues on a Sunday. So gathering leaders, reminding people how great it is to gather as a church, <clears throat> um, sermon applications, those kind of things. Uh, we've made some changes to our sermon series. So our term four is generally we do a 10 week book of the Bible. We're, we're changing that to do some shorter sermon series to be more engaging, snappier, punchier, a bit more um, interesting <laughs> and um, promote those a bit differently as well. Uh, we're going to try something else. We're going to try some super Sundays, three Sundays in November, um, where we're going to try and make church particularly good 
try and encourage all members to be there for those three weeks, commit to coming to all three weeks in a row. Those three weeks, church will feel really full. It'll feel really positive, hopefully get some momentum there and build some habit back into our members. So we're going to try that in November. So three big Sundays with lunch or dinner afterwards. And um, and lastly, just ramp up community events, just trying to help people gather together a bit more, do more church events, social stuff, um, lunches after church, dinners after church, just try and ramp those up a bit over the next few months to try and change the culture. Yeah. So really helpful to hear you say you're pulling in your team. It's not just the pastors who are thinking about this. It's, uh, it's, it's, I guess, your membership team. Uh, mm. It's your welcoming teams. Uh, really helpful to hear that it's also a gathering issue as well. You're not just sort of saying, okay, there's only, you know, it, it's, it's a, it's an ecosystem issue there where, you're thinking through, well, how can we actually, um, you know, do things in, you know, in the Sunday and in the gathering as well. Yep. Um, and then importantly, you've got to do the convictions work as well. Yes. Um, speaking about it through the preaching, speaking about it through small groups uh, and other places as well. Um, well, Andy, it's been uh, really helpful just to push into this and to think into it more. Thanks for uh, sharing about Salt Stuff and we'll be praying as a network for, for you guys as a church that you'll be continuing to grow and, uh, and strengthen over the next few years. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I just want to finish up with what's the one thing that you want to say about church attendance? Uh, well, I reckon check your data. So check your attendance data. If you're not taking attendance, it'd be good to start doing that regularly or just as a, a couple of one-offs. Um, see, are people coming to church? Uh, and then make a plan. Uh, if it is lower than you'd like to see it, um, don't expect it to just change, fix by itself. Come up with a little bit of a plan and uh, do something to, to see that that change, that culture shift. Yeah, yeah. Great. That's a really helpful uh, advice. Awesome. Well, thanks, uh, Andy. Uh, I'm just going to jump into the toolbox really quickly. Um, a few things I just want to draw attention to. Anthony Barakoff's paper that we mentioned, we'll just provide a link in the show notes to that. It's always helpful, I reckon, just to uh, read things, uh, hear about what other people are doing and, and just get some of that uh, hard data. Um, uh, if metrics are an issue for you and and you're trying to think through, you don't even know what Avanto is that Andy talked about, uh, growing healthier churches, Mike Hasty and his team, I reckon got some really helpful things to help you start thinking about that, and particularly in that sort of dashboard sense as well. And then I always reckon this area, you want to read books on uh, on various things. I always uh, talk about a book um, about Disney, which just talks about welcoming environments. Uh, Gary McIntosh has got some excellent books about sort of first-time guests and thinking through that. Uh, so uh, keep being curious, keep reading what other people are doing as well. I'm Scott Sanders. Chat soon. <laughs>